Okay, okay, so mashed potatoes, I'm being told, are a sign of deity to Stephen Dickerson, who's the guy that just said that he's, he's prayed for. So evidently, if you want to pray with Stephen and be around Stephen, you better know your stuff about mashed potatoes. Everybody good this morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had on a sweater, and thanks to a, a gentleman that, that wants to remain nameless, thanks to a gentleman that's helped us out tremendously, it is hot in here, and that is fantastic. And then the other cool thing is, is the, the same gentleman who's helping us to make sure that it stays warm in here is also going to help us make sure that it stays cool in here going forward. And so we are, we are walking in a super duper extra special blessing because of him, but I'm not going to embarrass him. I'm just going to say that if you want to ask me later who's helping out, I'll let you know because he's being a blessing. And we certainly appreciate him and his hard work, his family. They, they've been up here and, and you know, you know, Serving in the church does not happen necessarily on Wednesday nights whenever service is going on or on Sunday mornings whenever service is going on. The real service takes place during the week whenever it's truly a sacrifice of your time to take away from something that you're supposed to be doing or some, someone you're supposed to be seeing about or some place that you're supposed to be to where you sacrifice that for the church. And that's what this family has started to exemplify and to show us an example of. And we certainly appreciate them uh, and, and uh, certainly do and, and wish God's blessing on them. Amen. So it's Thanksgiving. Amen. Woo. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving, Charlie Brown. Yeah. Yep. Football, turkey. All those types of things, uh, you know, it's a, it's a good time to be thankful. Um, you know, uh, you may not know this, but 2 Timothy tells us that, kind of warns us uh, about being unthankful. Uh, it puts a warning out there that, that you'll find yourself to be lovers of money and lovers of yourselves and to become unthankful. And so I've always found in my walk with God, the best way for me to stay on track with Him is just to be thankful. It's not hard. It's an easy thing to do. You don't have to know a whole lot. You don't have to be like a Bible scholar. You don't have to go to school for it. You don't necessarily have to go to church all the time. You, you, don't, you can be a Christian that just got born again five seconds ago, and you can be thankful. It's very simple and easy to do. It's not a hard thing to do. You know, and Thanksgiving, this is not what I was going to talk about. Y'all can ask Mike because I got... 10 pages of notes, but I'll get there. You know, Thanksgiving is a time that we reflect as a country and as a society where we reflect on the things that we're thankful for. To look back at that, but, but Thanksgiving should be something that comes out of us and flows out of us on a regular basis. In fact, in uh, Philippians chapter 4, it says that if, if you have, don't be anxious for nothing, yet in everything through prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, make your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and your mind by, by Christ Jesus. So therefore, whatever things are good, perfect, uh, good report, if there be any virtue of being of praise, you start to think on these things. Philippians, try to, I mean, Paul tries to tell us in Philippians that when we have a problem and we're anxious and there's anxieties coming in and and everything's happening to us and it just seems like ah for a minute that that thankful heart will cut through all of that through prayer supplication with thanksgiving just tell god what you need 
In fact, I didn't give it to you, Marvel Lee, but will you put Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 up on the screen, please? I know it's not there. We're going to get into this for a minute. I, I'm kind of feeling this vein. So it's, it's telling us, the, the Bible is telling us, the Philippians is telling us that, that our requests to God are not to be, it's not like, I mean, there are times that we do approach God as the great judge, or we approach Jesus as our king and the master, you know. But, but the Bible is real clear that we can also approach him as a father figure and as a daddy. And in that approach as a father or as a daddy, did I get it right? No, no, no. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, please. I think that's right. You could actually start in verse 4. It says, rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice there you go. Number five. Let your gentleness be made known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Verse six. Be anxious or worry. All right. These are the same things. This is kind of similar to what I was talking about earlier. Be anxious or don't worry for anything. But in everything. Y'all say everything. 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 Not just the big stuff. Not just the little stuff. But all the stuff. In everything. By prayer and supplication, supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. I think we don't take enough time to just do this simple little thing. I believe, and I, man, I got quiet real quick, didn't I? I had y'all and then I lost you. Where'd we go? Everybody's, cream potatoes came back, didn't it? Mashed taters, y'all think about mashed taters. I believe that I'm not the only one in here that when a problem comes up and there's something I have to deal with in life, I believe that I'm not the only one that goes to everybody else in the world asking them what I should do before I go to God. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure I'm not the only one that does that. Does that, say, does that sound right? To where we have a tendency to go ask everybody in the world. Aunt, uncle, brother, cousins, cousins. We even go to our cousins. Y'all know what a scuzzin is, right? All right, that's a sorry cousin. It's a scuzzin. We even go to our scuzzins before we go to the creator of the universe. We do have to understand that God made a way for us, his creation, to go to him and to get to him to have supply from him. Right? He has created everything we see, touch, and feel. If you watch any type of documentary that has anything to do with space and you start to see the size of the universe that we know about and that we exist in right now, and then you start to look at possible other multiverses and all this, you know, you're getting into Doctor Strange and everything that's happening out there and there's these multiverses. All of that, God not only understands it and knows it, He created it. Everything. The sun is massively larger than this earth that we live upon. He created that simply with his words, and that being has made a way for us to come to him to get help. He's, at, he's given us a way to come to him and get help. We don't even have to make the way. It's already made. The ditches, the, the little Ditches and y'all ever seen the ruts in a road? You know what I'm talking about? Like a lot of people have been driving this dirt road and you can see where all the tires are. The ruts are already in the road on how to get there. 
He's already made the way for us to get there to come to Him and say, Hey, dude, I don't know. He has made a way when there is no way. And what is that way? That way is made directly to Him. We'll make the statement, oh, He's a way maker. He makes the way to Him. That's where the way goes. The way goes to Him. He's not making a way for us to get what we want or making a way for all that. All that's already happened. As far as he's concerned, it's all done. He can see the end from the beginning. He knows what's going to happen in the next five minutes better than you can remember what I just said. The way that he makes is a way to him. He is the way maker so that we can approach him and come to him with our problems. Be anxious for nothing. Why does it tell us to... Where'd my scripture go? Y'all leave it up there. I'm so sorry. Thank you, Miss Marvelee. You were awesome. I call her Marvelous. Her name's Marvelee. She's Marvelous Marvelee. She is awesome. Be anxious or worry for or about nothing. Nothing. How is it that I could do that, Lord? Because in everything that we go through, by praying and supplication, which is simply another form of prayer, with thanksgiving, we can let our request or our problems or whatever it is that we're trying to get done be made known to God. Because we can have that way and because we can approach Him like that, we ain't got to worry about a thing. Don't you worry about a thing. Every little thing is going to be all right. Y'all don't know that song, do you? See, I I expected everyone to just start to, kind of like a Muppet show. Y'all remember the Muppets? I just expected everybody in the audience just to start swaying and singing at the same time, but it didn't happen. I know it's not a movie, but that was just my expectation, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not. No, y'all know it now. No, uh-uh. Not going to do it. No. Be anxious or don't worry about anything. But instead, instead of worrying, do this. Follow in the way that the way maker has made. And get to him. Do y'all remember? You may not. You may or may not remember. But there were these two girls. One of them's name was Martha and the other's name was Mary. Do y'all remember them in the Bible? They were sisters. That's right. They was uh, their brother Lazarus. Is that right? Yeah, they lived over on uh, shoot down there. You turn at Fryberg, turn at Fryberg, and take a left, and you'll run right into their place. Anyway, <laughs> Drew, Drury Lane. <laughs> so Mary and Martha had Jesus over for lunch one day. Jesus come over for lunch one day, and Martha's trying to put her stuff together. And I'm paraphrasing. The Bible doesn't say it just like this. I'm paraphrasing. Martha's trying to put her stuff together, and she is just in a tizzy because Jesus has come by the house unannounced. Anybody ever had somebody come by real important unannounced? You know, Jesus just roll in. Hey, y'all, I'm hungry. Oh, my God, Jesus is here. You know, and she goes to do her stuff to get it ready. It's kind of like Jody when you call her and say, I need a cake next Tuesday. <laughs> you didn't forget, did you? Okay, good deal. Girl can make a cake. Anyhow, Martha's getting all in a tizzy. 
I mean, she is in a tizzy, tizzy, tizzy. Now, Mary, her sister, is kind of, she kind of lackadaisical a little bit. Don't you worry about a thing. Every little thing. All right, I got a, I got a piece over here. I got, this my friends. <laughs> so Mary is sitting at the feet of Jesus just kind of chilling a little bit. Hanging out. And so Martha comes in and is like, hey, y'all, don't you care? I'm running, I'm doing all this mess, I got all this junk I'm trying to take care of. I mean, Jesus is here. Don't you care? And Jesus looks up at Martha, and it's so funny because it reminds me of the Brady Bunch. Martha, Martha, Martha. <laughs> Can you like, Marcia, Marcia, Marcia. Martha, Martha. He said, you're, you're, you're worried and perplexed, I think one of the translations says, the NIV, about many things. And it's, 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 it's a rebuke from Jesus to her. Now, what seems to be on the outside, she was doing the right thing, trying to make preparation for the master. It seems to be the right thing. It seems that that's the way that you should react. It seems that that is what you ought to do. Has anybody ever... Felt like, felt like you had to worry so that people would think that you were concerned about what was going on? You ever been pressured to worry when you're not really worried? Where people like, you're not reacting at all. I mean, I've had people do that to me before. Well, they'll look at me and like, we'll hear some news that's not great. You know, and people will look at me and go, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Well, don't you care? You know, that, I mean, like my dad just went through, it's a sex tuple, six of them. Sex tuple, six bypasses. Patow! That's it. You know, that's the way, that's the way the Lee's going to do it. You know, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right, baby. We ain't going to just have a quadruple bypass. That ain't enough. I need six. Do it, ain't we, boy? Yeah. And I got the news on what was going on, and I was around some folks that I work with, and they're like, are you okay? And I just looked back, I said, yeah. Well, are you worried about, you know, I mean, that's, that's, a, lot, that's a lot to do, you know. I'm, just, I'm like, no, I'm all right. I'm okay. Why? Well, the Bible teaches me to be anxious for nothing. And I'm not trying to brag. I mean, yeah, you get, you get a little worried and, you know, you got to get that thing off of you and everything's going to be all right. But the Bible tells us to be anxious for nothing, yet in everything through prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, make your request be made known to God. That's the response that I've been taught that we're supposed to have. So Jesus says this to Martha and he says, look at, and Martha says, well, Mary, she's just sitting there not doing anything. And Jesus says, well, Mary has chosen the better dish. She made her way to the way maker who makes a way to himself. And she sat down at the feet of the way maker who made a way for her to be at his feet so that she could partake of the better dish. That is what it means when he says that he's the way maker. Keep going. What's the next one? Verse 7. Make your request be known, known to God and watch what happens. Look what happens. 
Look what happens. This is in your Bible. Does anybody own a Bible in the building? I I still have this thing. Y'all remember this old thing right here? Remember that? Yeah. In your Bible, in this section, at this verse... It says that if you're anxious for nothing, but with your prayer and sake given, you make a request be made known to God. This happens. The peace of God, which will surpass all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. So as we are in the thick of the mess, while I'm sitting here getting texts from my, my, my siblings right now about all the stuff that they're doing to dad to try to get him out of there, while I'm in the midst of all of that, the peace of God that surpasses understanding that people don't understand why I'm all right and I'm cool about it will guard my heart from being pulled in a direction that it shouldn't be pulled in and will keep my mind, which is my soul, it will help guard my mind and keep my mind stayed on the waymaker. It will continue, the peace of God will continue to point the way. It will continue to drive the way. The peace of God will continue to push you to the way maker. Are y'all getting this thing? It ain't in my notes. We'll guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Next one. Verse 8. Finally, finally. Paul arrives at this thing and says, hey, there's a lot i got to tell you. Finally, inconclusiveness. In conclusion, brethren, whatever things are true, they can be found right here. There is no other truth in the universe except this. No other truth in the universe except this. My eldest daughter is uh, she's she's uh, she's in Baton Rouge. She got a big girl job. I like it. She's paying her own bills. It's exciting. <laughs> it is so cool. Like I'm still paying some stuff, but not everything. You know. Like if she wants some gas, she go go get some gas. You know what I mean? It's awesome. She want a cheeseburger. She buying her own cheeseburgers. I likes it. Maymay Maisie is her name. Maymay was a, was a heavy reader in, in, as a child. She read an awful lot. That's why she's so stinking brilliant. And um, she read an awful lot as a child. And I remember her asking me, how do we have any like little, little, little ones in here? All right, so we're going to talk about Christmas and things that happen on Christmas Day. All right? Yep, yeah, okay. Two, all right. Three, okay, all right. So... Some of us know that on Christmas Day, there's this thing that happens. Who comes? Who shows up? Right, right. So I got asked the question, of course, by my children, because they start to hear things, you know. Is this stuff real or is it ain't? What's the deal? Maisie. Daddy. Is it real? And I said, honey... You read Peter Pan, right? Yes, sir, I've read Peter Pan. I said, well, are you ready to get out of the nursery or not? And she said, well, I'm ready to get out of the nursery. I said, okay. It's real simple. Anything and everything that's true in this life is found here. 
Luke chapter 2 talks about what we call the Christmas story. If it's in there, it's true. If it's not, it's subject to be false. And so she went and she read Luke chapter 2. She came back. She goes, I didn't see it. <laughs> like, yeah, sorry, babe. It may be in some of the other, you know, some of the more modern, modern translations because they're getting, they're getting way off the wall. I wouldn't be surprised at all if it mentioned Tim Allen in there somewhere. Santa Claus, <laughs> Jack Frost, you know, Tooth Fairy. <laughs> it is in the passion, yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, it's found here. Whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, Whatever things are lovely, whatever things of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, you think on these things. It keeps you from being anxious. All right. Example. Uh, do y'all remember? You probably don't remember. But in the Bible, it's, I can't remember where it said. It's in the Bible of promise. Golly. You think I would do better than this. But I am, I am kind of, I'm kind of flowing without notes, so forgive me. There's a reference in the Bible where Jesus talks about that a room will get cleaned out, and when the room's cleaned out, that and it's talking about our heart and our heart being rid of sin and and the frustrations of the devil. That whenever it's cleaned out, if it's not replaced with something else, if that room's not replaced with something else, it will come back seven times stronger than what it was before. That's the reason why you'll see people get delivered from some things. And they seem like everything's going great and everything seems to be wonderful. And wham! They like go like, whoa, what happened to them? They didn't replace the room. They didn't replace the spot in their heart where the sin was. They didn't replace that spot with something new, right? If, if we don't put something, uh, if we don't, whatever things are good, report, beauty, virtue, beauty, praise, you think on these things. The reason why we must think on those things is because if we don't, that anxiety is going to come back sevenfold. Seven times stronger than what it was the last time. You think it was a bear the first time, that thing's going to, it's going to be a Tyrannosaurus Rex the next time it comes back. It's going to be much larger, faster, meaner, and tougher when it comes back to you. So the Bible tells us that we're supposed to think on these things. Now I don't know about y'all. <laughs> but sometimes it's hard for me to think on the right stuff. Like mashed potatoes. Right? Mashed potatoes. We're supposed to, you know, be thinking about church right now. But I'm still thinking about mashed potatoes. I'm not, I'm not yeah, this is really what's going on in my brain. I'm peeling back. So we're in church. I'm even preaching on something I ain't even got written down. It's, it's just kind of like, uh, by, I don't know what you call it. Just doing it, okay? Impromptu. Impromptu. What'd you say? Yeah, she said it was bad. <laughs> by the seat of my pants. Thank you very much. Off the cuff. So I'm doing this stuff, but at the same time, in the back of my brain, I'm seeing some mashed potatoes with some gravy on them. All right? So it's difficult, y'all. This is not the easiest thing in the world to set your mind on something and let it stay there. So the question that we have to ask ourselves, what is the best way to get rid of the mashed potatoes in my head? 
that's still right back here. Like I can see them. I start talking about strawberries. My gosh. Has anybody ever had a strawberry-flavored Twizzler before in your life? Ever. Ever. Strawberry-flavored Twizzlers. Come on. Come on. There's got to be more believers in here. Oh, yeah. Y'all are there. That little strawberry Twizzler. You know what I'm talking about? Tastes like strawberries. Oh, man. Now, you know what's in my head right here? Strawberry shortcake. The little doll that my sister used to, you know, and the way it smelled, it smelled like them strawberry Twizzlers. Why are they getting strawberry shortcake in the back of my head? Because I began to talk about something else besides the mashed potatoes. See, if I get back on the mashed potatoes and the gravy, and you start listening to what I'm saying, the mashed potatoes and the gravy will put themselves right back up in here. Is this making sense? Are you all with me? Or we could talk about football if you want to talk about what's about to happen in the NFL today. We got games that are starting in 20 minutes. Your brain is going to go on where the speech center is taking it. If you begin to talk about a particular subject, your brain starts to latch itself on that particular subject. We go back to strawberries. If you say, everybody say strawberries. 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 See? See what happens? What you thinking about now? Strawberries, baby. Woo! Got them strawberries going. Amen? So you see how this is working. The Bible is telling us to stay our mind and to keep our mind on the things of God. How is it that we keep our mind on the things of God? We keep our mind on the things of God by talking about and, 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 and bringing up and, and talking to Him and spending time praising Him, get, spending time thanking Him. If we get to the point to where we can simply thank God for the way to be made to Him, we don't have to worry about anything at all in this life. We simply make a, a simple request along the way. Hey, Lord, my house note's due tomorrow. I'm sure you know that it's due tomorrow, and I don't have the money in my bank account. However, you are the way maker, and I thank you that you've made the way to you. Hey, what's up? And you can go on and talk with him about anything else in the world besides the problem that you got going on. The anxiety goes away. The worry goes away. The fret goes away. And what's replaced? Peace. Anybody know what peace means? Nothing missing, nothing broken. It all piecemeals together. And everything is a-okay. We're going to have the best holiday season we've ever had. We are going to purpose in ourselves to not be anxious for anything this year. Whether it's trying to make sure we've got enough Feed the family helpers and, and uh, donations for the food pantry. Or whether we're going to make sure that, you know, that the, the red, red-dressed, uh, uh, white-bearded guy shows up for our kids. We're not going to worry for any of that. What we're going to do is whenever that worry tries to get on us, we're going to ask God to help us with it. Because that's what the Bible says to do. And we're going to do it with a thankful heart. I just think it's so appropriate that Thanksgiving comes at the time of the year that it does. It just comes in to remind us, be thankful. Be thankful to God during this time. Be thankful. And watch the peace of God fall on you like you've never had it before. People will look at you and go, wow, are you okay? You look right back at them going, perfect. Everything's good. We got stuff going on. I know, but it's all right. I know the way maker.
and I found my way to him. Amen. Let's all stand. We're going to be done this morning. Joseph, will you go play something, please? I will build my life.